Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, boys and girls, welcome to episode three of the Coach Ian Ritchie Show. Coach Ritchie, how's it going today? So far, so good, man. Thank you for having me. Excited to be back. No, I'm excited to be back on the air to talk about some Yellow Jacket athletics. This week marks the beginning of JV uh, football in particular, plus celebrating an 18-4 and record for Varsity Volleyball. Uh, we've got another game for uh, Yellow Jacket football at the varsity level as well. Give us kind of a, a status update um, of what's going on in Yellow Jackets athletics. Absolutely. we got a bunch of kids that have been working really hard for a really long time on our JV squad and at our, uh, you know, especially at the junior high and our, our JV team. That they've been putting in a lot of time and a lot of effort and energy at practice and uh, they didn't get to play a game last week. So now they're finally getting to kick it off this week. We're excited for those guys to get an opportunity to play. Uh, same with the junior high, they're one week away, but uh, those guys have been putting in a lot of time, and we're excited to see those guys uh, out on the field, and you get to get to see some of their practice time pay off, some of their investments that they make in practice, and, and uh, all the things we ask them to do get to pay off and actually play a game and actually get to keep score and you know turn the scoreboard on. They've had some great performances in their two scrimmages, uh, hoping to see that carry over. Uh, really proud of the volleyball team. Uh, they've been you know they've been off to a hot start. They've been really good in in, in all their games. Uh, stepped up in some kind of competition level in their last tournament, performed really well. Uh, 18 and 4 is nothing to scoff at. Yeah, That's very yeah. impressive. No That's doubt. very impressive. Top 10 ranking in the state. And, you know, they got a lot of good things going right now. Uh, big game for them tonight in, in Azel. Uh, wishing, them, wishing them the best of luck tonight to Coach Crafton and her team and uh, hoping they bring home a win. Yeah, no doubt. So you mentioned the junior high football getting out on the field as well. Talk some about the. Uh, the character and athletic foundations uh, that are being laid at the junior high. What are some of the areas of emphasis in, in both of those? Uh, we, we wanted to start you know, laying the foundation we have for our varsity athletes. We want those to be the same for our junior high, our junior high athletes. Excuse me, but we just we get to start those guys a lot earlier. You know, we get to start those guys day one. Uh, and then when they walk into our program, we get to start laying those foundations. We give them those same four rules. You know, do right, be a great teammate, compete, and work hard. We ask those guys to do that every day. One of the great things that we do here is that they get to be around all the coaches. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we get we get uh, all the coaches out there at different times and different roles. Each of those kids gets to, gets to know each of those coaches, and each of those coaches gets to know each of those kids. And to me, the most important thing you can do with junior high kids is start building relationships. You know, those guys, you know, obviously have a lot to learn about football. You know, some more than others based on the experience they've had, you know, peewee and whatnot. Uh, some, you know, we got a bunch of kids, especially in our seventh grade, that haven't played before, that came out for their first time this year. So football-wise, they got a long ways to go, and, and that's the case for every seventh grade football player, you know, pretty much in the country. Uh, but the most important thing we can do is be patient with them and start building those relationships uh, and get those guys to continue forth in our program. You know, one of our models is the most important thing a seventh grade football player can mm-hmm. become is an eighth grade football player. And, you know, yeah, winning winning games helps that. But the most important aspect of that is building those relationships with those kids, letting them know that you care, that you have their best interests at heart, and you can and you can show them ways that improve to them that you can help them improve and help them become a better player and, you know, a high character person. As part of the uh, academic focus, it's it's hard to believe, but we are, I believe, uh, sending out some progress reports this week. Like, we're three weeks in on this thing. So uh, would you talk a little bit, we've mentioned in, in prior episodes about uh, some of the academic goals from the athletic department. Mm-hmm. Would you talk some about that, and in particular, what you're doing towards eligibility? Yeah, absolutely. One of our main goals we have is to have 100% 
uh, athletic eligibility, and that's across all sports. And one of the things you know, we're doing, you, you mentioned that this is the first one you really get tested on of our goals. You know, you have some of your longer-term goals, the graduation rates and participation numbers and, and all that stuff. But this is the first one that gets, that gets tested is your, your eligibility rates and how the kids are doing in class. Uh, one of the things we're doing is Coach McIntyre uh, has – has agreed to, to kind of help me be our, our academic correspondent, I, I guess is the best way to put it, our uh, liaison with the kids. Uh, he takes time out of his day and, you know, one of his conference periods to work with those kids and, and monitor grades. Uh, we're sending out, we send out grade checks for every kid. Like, you know, pretty simple. They take their sheet or they take their grade sheet around, teachers give them their grade and sign off on it. Let us know, let the kids know uh, what they're missing, why their grade's not what it needs to be. You know, basically so there's no surprises in that way you know you the, the teachers have a chance to communicate with us we have a chance to communicate with them and maintain an open lines of communications with those teachers and with our students is is a big part of that and you know those are some of the active roles we're thinking coach McIntyre's done a great job you know some of the things he's done with his baseball team mm-hmm. you know the awards and recognition they've received speak yeah. for themselves yeah so that's something that, that we want to bring to all our athletics and that's something that he's uh, done a good job helping us with like I said this is your first real test you know the six weeks eligibility mark and you know for us it just so happens to fall right about the first district game so yeah if you don't have all hands on deck for that time then you're already putting yourself in a bind so that's another reason it's usually important to make sure all our kids are available and ready to play and and uh we're doing everything we can to help them make that possible uh so talk a little bit about preparation for jacksboro this week uh how's practices going and uh, what are what are some of the things that we're we're doing in terms of preparation for this week? Yeah, you know, one weekend after our, you know our first game, I think you saw you know kind of looking back in hindsight, uh, being positive about it, we saw a lot of really good things. I think you saw, and speaking to other coaches that that I talked to, they're in similar situations as us. You saw a lot of the same struggles that teams with new staffs have. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, not that that's an excuse. It's just a struggle. It's just kind of the, the fact of the matter. You spend so much time trying to install so much so soon on offense and defense. You know, we really struggled on special teams. And that's something that kind of gets gets pushed to the side until right at the end. And we got to do a better job pre- preparing there. So we've, that's an adjustment we've made. We've kind of tweaked our practice schedule. Uh, one day into the practice week, we had a fantastic Monday. We were awesome. It's probably the best Monday we've had all year. Uh, yesterday, we, I mean, kids were excited. Energy. We had high energy. Uh a little different challenge. I think playing somebody you're kind of familiar with helps helps with that. You know, these kids, you know, we, we performed really well against Bridgeport, Aubrey, and Van Alstine. We never seen before. We don't yeah. know anything about those guys. And right. I think playing somebody you're familiar with, these guys have a history and are familiar with Jacksboro uh, through their time growing up. I think that helps your preparation. I think that helps your focus. A uh, little different challenge offensively, uh, running a little bit different scheme. They, they do, they run some old school wing tee stuff and, and try to spread you out a little bit. They're throwing in a little more than they have in the past. Uh, but we feel like we've got a really good plan moving forward. We're going to have to play really well on both sides of the ball, and we'll see how that comes out. We'll see how it comes out. But uh, energy and excitement level has been really good with our kids and our coaches, and we know if we can stack two more good days on top of each other, we'll give ourselves a great chance on Friday night. Absolutely. So one of my favorite parts of the Coach Ian Ritchie podcast is when I go with some questions that – pick at the defensive mind, that defensive brain. So you mentioned that Jacksboro is running a little bit of old school wing T, but then also spreads it out. So from a defensive preparation standpoint, what do you do in terms of building toward Friday night to be ready for that? Great question. One of the time, one of the things we spent the most time on, especially with, with a younger team, you know, a more inexperienced team, which we have, 
and we're less inexperienced now than we were a week ago. So that, that's one of the great things about an inexperienced team. You get a little bit better every week. Uh, you look for ways to try to keep to keep it simple, to keep it consistent. Um, you don't want to go in with a lot of rules. If they're in this, then we're in this. If this, then this. If this. You don't want to have eight to ten if-thens that you're going into a game with. You want to try to find a set of rules, try to find a set of of uh, standards that you can be consistent with. And that, that goes up, you know, I mean, as simple as, you know, what side are we calling the strength to? Can we be consistent with that? Uh, how are we aligning to, you know, different formations with, based on the numbers of backs they have? You know, if they're in one back, we want to be in this. If they're in two back, we want to be in this. How can we simplify that as much as possible so you're not having, uh, you know, a different plan or a different approach for every formation they run? Because we're going to see more formations from these guys than we've seen. You just spend some time trying to figure out how you can get, you know, be consistent with that. It's really easy to get carried away sometimes uh, on a Saturday and Sunday when you're up on the board and, well, we really like this to this formation and really like this to this formation. But, you know, one thing our coaches do a really good job of is they realize, you know, it's not necessarily what we know and can understand. It's what you can get the kids to translate on the field. And uh, we've got a we've got a group of kids that are learning, learning the system and uh, feeling more comfortable with the system. But right now, you just want to be as simple and consistent as you can, so they don't. You can limit the amount they have to think. They can just play. They can, mm-hmm. they can fall back on their training. They can fall back on their instincts and just play football and play fast. And that's when we're our, we're at our best. So this is a similar question, and some of the answers might be similar. But I know, especially during the season, anytime I drive by Boyd High School on a Saturday or a Sunday, it seems I see uh, one, if not all. Um, of the coaches' vehicles, mostly trucks, uh, outside of the field house. What does Saturday and or Sunday uh, coaches' work look like, and how does it in turn benefit students? Because uh, I definitely want to want to recognize and celebrate and thank coaches for embracing the weekend grind. Um, and and that's in football, that's in volleyball, and Absolutely. that's in basketball. Like that's across the board, track, cross country, etc. Um, but specifically in football, what does weekend work look like? Uh, most of our Saturday is spent, you know, kind of rehashing and, re, you know, revisiting Friday night's game. You know, we'll get there before the kid. You know, we will bring the kids in on Saturday. That kind of tells, you know, you can, do more, you can do so much more virtually now. So it's not a necessity to bring them in, especially once you get late in the year when you're familiar. But we've got, like I said earlier, you know, we've got a lot that we have to teach these kids. So it's really good for us to get them in the room and get them on the board and get them to see and, and be active in our participation. Uh, so we'll come in a couple hours before they do. You know, we watch the film, grade the film. Uh, I mean, just like you do in a classroom, we, we try to maintain, you know, grades for each kid, grades for each position group. Uh, make sure that, you know, kids are, are being held accountable. You're creating an environment of, can, of competition at different positions and kids know where they stand. You know, that, that, that line of communication is there always. Uh, so we spend the first couple hours doing that. We bring the kids in. We get a light lift and jog, try to work out some of their soreness. Mm-hmm. We watch the film with them again. To me, that part's huge because now you have a chance to communicate with those guys. You have the chance to let them see what happened in a, in a controlled environment, see it, you know, slow down on film. They actually get to see it with their coach standing right next to them. It's a great teaching opportunity for, for all our kids. Uh, and then we send them home. They go have a weekend. They get to go be kids for the weekend. And yeah. uh, then – you know, we'll start, uh, we'll start breaking down our last film. Usually the way it works is we'll have a film or two that we get during the week, and then we'll get the game from Friday night. So we'll start breaking that down and, and just trying to get all the data uh, ready. 
for that from when we come back on Sunday. And then Sunday we've got all that data ready, broken down. Then you can kind of specifically get on the board or specifically start discussing different ideas on how you want to defend or how you want to attack the, the opponent that you're facing that week and whatever they're going to do. That's how we spend most of our time on Sunday is getting ready for that and, and getting your week planned and, mm-hmm. and make sure you're well prepared for you know Monday through Friday. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you uh, to, to you and to the coaching staff and all the sports for uh, the above and beyond uh, outside of the school day preparation and action that goes into helping our Yellow Jackets be successful. Uh, it's, it's a great time for Yellow Jacket Athletics. We are three, four weeks into the school year. Off and running. Everybody's going volleyball, cross-country, hosting a meet here on Saturday. That was pretty cool to watch while we were doing our weights and working. There's a ton of kids out there doing things, you know, running cross-country races I want no part of. Talked to Coach Hernandez yesterday. You know, we had uh, Noah Richardson, one of our runners, broke yeah. the course record in his in the first race on Saturday. Was, that's awesome for him. Congratulations to him. And Coach Hearn's got those guys doing a good job. That was pretty neat to, to get to watch and, you know, and partake in. You know, Coach Hart even snuck off from meetings for a little bit to be the starter. <laughs> he started the races on Saturday. And, Sweet. And, again, hey, love nothing more than seeing coaches from yeah. different sports help each other out. And, uh great for him but that was pretty neat to watch too but yeah cross country off and running volleyball doing great things football getting going and exciting time so there you have it friendly listeners of episode three the coach ian ritchie podcast here on jackets rise thank you for tuning in